0: Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's president and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's chief outreach officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download e-books, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast.
1: So, Roland, uh, there is a a trend that has emerged Mm -hmm. in the pregnancy center ministry world, um, and it was actually recently covered by a pretty major story in the Washington Post about how some pregnancy centers are starting to offer birth control to clients. Yes. Um, And this is... Been around for a little while, um, so CareNet obviously being a an affiliate network of mm-hmm. pregnancy centers, we here at our kind of national office have been asked many times by many different kinds of people, well, is is CareNet going to allow its affiliated centers to offer birth control, um, and if not, why not? Yes, uh, and so there's a few justifications that folks that you know pregnancy centers that are offering birth control are using in order to. To justify that, one of them is that it really demonstrates their commitment to to helping women, um, and another one is that it helps them form better relationships with their clients because they're essentially meeting their clients where they are yes. with a service that they apparently want and need. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so those are the two you know main justifications: shows that we care about women, shows that we are you know are committed to forming good relationships with our clients. Um, And we've sort of obviously here at CareNet, we have decided that we are not changing our policy, that we will not allow our pregnancy centers to uh, offer birth control. Obviously, if if a pregnancy center in our network does want to do that, then they they will not be able to be an affiliate of ours. This is laid out in our standards of affiliation and our commitment to care and competence um, and that we're and we're not changing that. So we just wanted to sort of talk about. To help folks understand why Karen is sort of sticking this to this conviction.
0: Yeah, you know, and it was eight pregnancy centers in Texas, so it's a mm-hmm. pretty small number. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, I guess, and there like are
1: folks, other ones sprinkled throughout the country. That yeah, are doing it as that, well. that are
0: doing it as well. But yeah. the, the, the eight in Texas really got the Washington Post yeah, article the national kind of attention uh, sure. uh, related to this. And and yeah, and I I think that a part of it uh, certainly this whole notion about protecting relation about Um, uh, All of it because you want to uh, maintain a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things I've talked about, uh, certainly as I've uh, talked to our pregnancy centers about this, is Mm -hmm. that, you know, we are a Christian um, ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're not a consumer business. We're, you know, we're we're not. We're a parachurch. We're a parachurch ministry. Right. Exactly. So uh, anything that we do uh, really should be a reflection of the church. And so in many ways, anything that we do would be something that the church should do. Mm -hmm. Right. And everything that we do uh, as something the church should do should be modeled based on what Christ would do. Right. And what you find is Christ never violated, you know, biblical principles, if you will, Mm -hmm. in order to preserve a relationship. Right. You know, if you look at the rich young ruler mm-hmm. um, you know he came and, and, and Christ didn't say well I'm not going to tell him this one thing you lack because I want to make sure I maintain a relationship right. or and, the, he, and he went away sad and right? he went away sad yeah. right or the woman uh, at the well mm-hmm. right and Christ had a conversation with her and about how she was living and how she was viewing relationships and everything mm-hmm. and he loved her and with Mm -hmm. and love is really compassion and truth and balance and what did he say to her Mm -hmm. call your husband even though he knew she didn't have one because he knew the way she was viewing relationships and how she was living living Mm -hmm. with another guy wasn't her husband Mm -hmm. you know was part of that whole that whole perspective that was holding her back from being a disciple Mm -hmm. so christ could have said well you know what i'm not going to touch that because i want to preserve the relationship so if i come back here another time and when he said hey call your husband she kind of kind of push back a bit on that Mm -hmm. in the same way that uh, obviously the rich young ruler did as well Mm -hmm. but Christ didn't change what he was saying Mm -hmm. based on that and Mm -hmm. I think as a Christian and certainly as a Christian ministry whenever we put anything above anything above our relationship with Christ and following biblical principles Mm -hmm. whenever we put anything above that it actually becomes a form of idolatry that's right right. that's the first commandment put no gods before me Mm -hmm. and essentially Mm -hmm. if you put relationship maintaining a relationship Mm -hmm. above biblical principles you actually you can find yourself sliding into a perspective mm-hmm. uh, where where mm-hmm. where you you're you're not you're not in a great place. And you know one of the things I talked about with our pregnancy centers, I had a real life situation uh, when I was uh, doing a Making Life Disciples training. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that came up during that training was, well, what if you're you've established a Making Life Disciple Making Life's Disciples relationship with someone, and um, you're the only support that they have, and they decide that they want to have the abortion. And, you know, as Christians, we got, you know, people make choices. We have to love them anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the woman says, look, I'm going to have the abortion. Mm-hmm. You're the only support I have. And I'd like you to go with me to the abortion clinic because mm-hmm. I, I need you to be there to support me. And then after mm-hmm. it's done, I want you to be there to take me home. Will you go with me to the abortion clinic? Mm-hmm. Now I'm pretty convinced that the majority of folks that are doing this work mm-hmm. pro-life people say, well, gosh, I would not, right. would not go with her to the abortion right. clinic. Mm-hmm. I would counsel her against that. I'd even support her afterwards. You know, know, for whatever issues that may come up, but I'm not going to go and, and do that, even though it's something that she wants. Mm-hmm. And in the class that I was in, the person who was making the argument said, well, I think you should go. And, and guess what reason that they gave?
1: Relationship,
0: because I want to maintain the relationship. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, see, right. so once, so so once you start to make relationship the idol mm-hmm. and not biblical mm-hmm. principles, yeah, then you actually put yourself in a situation where mm-hmm. you start violating biblical principles, and I think that's yeah. a big risk. That that's a big risk that that we yeah. that we have here yeah. in this type of situation.
1: It, indeed, it is, and you know, and, and so not, you know, and part of this is like this. Also, this justification. Well, you know, as pregnancy center ministries, aren't we here to prevent abortions? In fact, somebody um, who runs one of our pregnancy centers actually said that's one of the objections that she's getting, even from pro-life people and people that are sort of, you know, with her on, on this. They said, well, aren't we here to prevent abortions and want the provision of birth control to our clients, prevent unplanned pregnancies and therefore prevent abortions? And so, again, if you're solving for preventing abortions, then you could potentially come up with that justification. But the reality is that absolutely, yes, we are here to prevent abortions, but we are also here to do other things, which is preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, transform people, Uh, transform them through the gospel and also to hold up God's standard for marriage and the family as God designed it. Exactly. So we're, we're actually solving for several things. And so we sort of can't really be selective about which biblical, biblical principles we adhere to in order to solve for just, just one of those things. Right. We have to have a consistent, a consistent ethic there. Um, and so, you know, I sort of, you know, I think I'm a lot more clever than I actually am. But, um, I said, you know, we, we, <laughs> No, you were pretty clever. Yeah, that's right. We should, you know, I said we, we can't spiritually speaking, we can't rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. So, you know, well, we're going to violate God's principles around sex and marriage in order to to potentially prevent abortions. Yes. Um, so we're definitely going to violate this principle to maybe uphold this principle.
0: Like, yeah. that's not something that we can do. And, and I think also there's a perspective here that, that you think, well, certainly if I'm giving this woman birth control, uh, if, she, if she's if she been using the birth control and all of a sudden she becomes pregnant, mm-hmm. she's going to come back to me and say, I'm pregnant. And now I need I want you to assist me in bringing the child into the world. Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to get pregnant. Right. She was using birth control. Right. And one of the issues that you have sometimes is that, uh, you know, certainly in our work, we find that some women will say, well, listen it should be okay for me to have an abortion because I was using birth control and I didn't want to have this child anyway. Right. So it's almost a justification. And again, yeah. if you say to the person, well, look, I know I've been giving you birth control, but you know, you shouldn't have an abortion. And the person says, well, wait a minute, I didn't want to have a baby. You know, I didn't want to have a baby. And, and now I need you to assist me in terms of having this abortion. Yeah. And, and and you say, well, it violates a biblical principle. They'll say to you, well, you've been giving me birth control. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that and doesn't that violate a biblical principle? So if you're willing to violate that one, why aren't you going to, willing to violate this one? Yeah, yeah. So it really doesn't strengthen the relationship that you have yeah. at all.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? To make sure just, we're just being clear here too is that yeah. we're not saying that birth control in and of itself is the vi- a violation of the biblical principles. Exactly. Just to be clear. What we're saying is a violation of biblical principles is sex outside of marriage. Exactly. Right. So we're not we're not commenting on the. Morality or not unmorality, um, immorality of birth control. Right. We're commenting on God's design for sex and marriage, right? Yes. That's, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. And obviously, a, a pregnancy center giving birth control to someone who they know is not married and is having sex outside of marriage. That's that's the issue, the moral issue that we're talking
0: that's about. That's the here. moral issue that we're talking about and, yeah. the, and the belief that that will automatically build a relationship that will mm-hmm. cause the person come, to come mm-hmm. back to you mm-hmm. and have a trusting relationship mm-hmm. and confidence in you mm-hmm. and also disclose mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. frankly, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that they want to bring the child into the world mm-hmm. uh, and allow you to kind of assist in that way. In, in my view, mm-hmm. um, it, it doesn't seem like that really rings true. And in fact, you know, it, it, one the things that you find, particularly if you talk to, to people who've had abortions, and you know, obviously in our work we've talked to a lot, one of the things that the parts of the story I get often is that there was, when someone's talking about having an abortion decision, that there were all these people who were saying they should do this. right? And sometimes Christians who were mm-hmm. saying they should do this and yes. violate this principle, but they always remember that one person mm-hmm. who said, you know what, you shouldn't do this. yes? Because often in, in an abortion situation, they may have relief when they have that abortion initially, mm-hmm. but then there's regret that comes over time. And as relief starts to dissipate over time, regret, unfortunately, starts to increase over time Mm -hmm. for so many women. Mm -hmm. And there's a crossover point where where a woman can be in crisis or a man can be in crisis where there's no more relief and all they have is regret. Mm -hmm. And when in those moments, what do they remember? I should have listened to this one person who was trying to help me uphold a biblical principle because I wouldn't be in this circumstance to begin with. Mm-hmm. And, and the last thing I would say about this is yeah, that, indeed. you know, we, we, you know, for a lot of Christians, like, is this what you would do with your kids, with one of your kids? You know, one of your kids, you know, your 15-year-old, you know, son or daughter says, listen, I'm going to have sex. I'm going to do it anyway. And would you say, well, okay, well, let's just give you birth control. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what you would do?
1: I think most Christian parents would not do
0: that. Would not do that. Well, this person that's coming to the pregnancy center is someone else's son or daughter. Right should we love them less than our own children in that regard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or should we share the truth? And realizing that sometimes, like the rich young ruler, they will go away sad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, we, and we know that. We don't know what happened to him later, but sometimes they will go away sad. But Jesus did never changed his message
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, with, with, with folks based on mm-hmm. what they might do or might not do. He always held up mm-hmm. the principle of love. And love is compassion and truth in balance. Yeah. He had compassion for them. Mm -hmm. but he shared the truth with them simultaneously. Why? Because he loved them. And as, and as carenet folks, we love our clients, which means we're going to share the compassion with truth. Yes. And that's what we're going to do. And we think that by saying to someone, listen, we know that you might want to still participate in having sex. We understand that. But the best thing for you is actually to follow biblical principles. And I'm not going to enable you Mm -hmm. or facilitate that particular piece for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to try to help you the best of my ability to live up Mm -hmm. to biblical principles and and try to live to up to those biblical principles myself and 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 that kind of thing so follow me as I follow Christ right, around right, this right. area i think that that's the place that we should be as a christian ministry
1: yeah yeah and and, and you know and just to make that one final point around this notion that you know the provision of birth control could be a demonstration that you you know care more about women, yeah, right. But you know, we already care about women. Yeah, like we don't. We don't feel as if we have to like add extra services, you yeah, know, in order to demonstrate that we do. Because it's sort of like buying into this premise that we we don't really care about women so there must we got to find some ways to kind of prove that we do but we already do yeah Um, I know we already love them and we already provide I mean I you know we talk about this a lot I think you know in the range of 50 to 60 million dollars of free services to women men and families every year through our affiliated pregnancy centers Um, and you know and, and again the best way to Show somebody you love them is to not lead them astray. Right. Absolutely. You care about them. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we know, like 97 percent of of women who take exit interviews at our pregnancy centers are very satisfied with what we do. Mm -hmm. And by the way, they don't write at the bottom of there. you know, Mm. if they would have given me birth control. Right. (laughs) You know, and when I go to pregnancy center dinners and hear testimonials and things of that nature and they talk mm-hmm. about the amazing work that pregnancy centers do i've never heard the thing you know this one thing you lack mm-hmm. you didn't keep giving me birth control yeah, uh, uh, yeah or yeah. something like that what yeah. they say is no you you wiped my tear you walked alongside me you offered me compassion hope help you helped me get into a discipleship relationship with the church uh, and they know that we love them because we're right. following the model that christ set out right. so and, that,
1: and that's why god is sending them to us right exactly not somewhere else exactly right. amen amen
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, eBooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.